This is Hey Beautiful, the podcast where we binge and recap every episode of How I Met Your Mother. No spoilers. So suit up, grab a sandwich, and settle in. everybody. We want to have a little real talk, <laughs> but Caitlin and I um, are just having a day, um, having a week, having yeah. a month, a year, and um, we're both feeling like we didn't expect to feel in our mid-30s. Yeah, it's so weird. It's such a strange... Although, like, I fully enjoy my 30s. Yeah. For sure. I f- way more than my 20s. Yeah. Yeah, but I thought... I really thought I had shit, like, set and figured out, and now... It just yeah. feels yeah. like I'm at another crossroads. Yeah. So this is basically I we were just talking before we started recording about this and I wanted to just get some of this on the actual podcast to show you guys that um nobody's perfect mm-hmm. and even there there's no such thing as an age at which you will have all of your shit together. There's like a fucking cycle. <laughs> You know, and as you grow, you grow out of things and, and, and things stop feeling as good as they once did. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm at a place right now where I'm questioning everything, at least, at least, um, professionally, you know, Mm -hmm. like, where do I want to go? What do I want to be? I, I, I kind of put myself on a path and I feel like that might not be my path anymore. I wonder, like... If because we're so settled in our personal lives that now we have the time mm. to take to look a little bit more in depth at our professional lives. I am certain that that's what this is. You know? Yeah. So I'm like, wait a minute. I'm so happy in this one area. Yeah. How do I get that in other aspects of my yeah, life? Yeah, it like frees up your brain because you're not in survival mode. Yeah. And then you're like, shit, you know? So mm-hmm. I just wanted us to talk about this a little bit. Tell you guys that it's okay if you feel this way because we are both fucking feeling it. Feeling, feeling it. it. And I I mean, it's it has surprised me. It has uh, depressed me, <laughs> confused me. Um, so, yeah, hang in there, guys. And yeah, okay. it'll come back around just like 500 miles, you know? Absolutely. That's, that's so true. Um, like when Kate and I first got on FaceTime, she was like, oh, how's it going? I was like, well, I didn't cry at work this week. So <laughs> that's great. Right. And um, so I was listening. I sort of said something last time on the podcast. I listened to that self-help book, Unfuck Yourself, mm-hmm. How to Get Out of Your Head and Start Living Your Life. I received no money from this. <laughs> but <laughs> each one has like this kind of like affirmation or whatever. But one of my favorite chapters was... I've got this, and it's talked about how um, the something in your life right now that's rocking your boat is just one something in a sea of somethings, Mm. and your boat is not that easily sunk. You've weathered storms before, and you will continue to weather them, and there might be waves and storms. You might get sick, Um, but you've got this, and it's not – you've got this is not about having the right answers. It's about reminding yourself that you have control, and you've got your hand on that wheel, and like any captain, you're going to steer your ship through that storm, and you'll get through it just like you always have. I love that. And I was just like, yeah, yeah. It's all all super temporary, right? Mm -hmm. I tweeted something the other night when I was really in my feelings about all this, and it was was something to the effect of – Realizing you are the only person who can get you out of this 
is both exhilarating and terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah, yeah. You know? For sure. It's like, I'm the only one who can make myself feel better right now. Whatever that answer is, I'm the one that has to find it. So for on my end, I'm going to start talking to one of my friends who does a lot of job coaching and things like that and, and just start to think about what exactly I am built to do. Because I think mm. I've been on this path of I should work in an office because everybody works in an office and I should work in schools because I've always been in schools, right? So it's like I'm, I'm on this track mm-hmm. and it's making me hate that track, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. and I know that you're working on stuff too and you're like putting things together. So even on days when uh, it feels horrible, there's still progress being made, right? You're still, even yeah. if you're not actively doing something, you're thinking about it, right? And and you're mm-hmm. you're trying to move forward. So, just hang in there, everybody, yeah. <laughs> and send send good vibes, send good vibes to your <laughs> to your favorite uh, co-hosts because it's just yes, please. It's just a moment. I don't know. I don't know what it yeah. is. If it's something in the stars or if it's being 33, 34 years old, but um, is Mercury in retrograde? For like the past year, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) All right then. Yeah. So um, there it is. That's that. And I just, I just wanted to have a little authentic moment with our buddies. Um, Oh, girl. You know. Yeah. And you're gonna get through it, and I'm gonna get through it, and we're gonna be there for each other, and everything is going to come back around. Just like just like five hundred miles, it all comes back to how I met your mother. Always. Always. Hello, everybody. Kate and Caitlin here. Hi. We back. Mm-hmm. Um, as you just heard, we're both going through it. <laughs> um, but yeah. we're okay. It's gonna be okay. We just figured we should share a little bit of our um, of our truths yeah. with y'all because. Uh, Social Life's media <laughs> and podcasting, it can all be sort of like a facade, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you think, oh, my God, I'm this age and I don't have my shit together, um, no one does. We're all faking it. We're yeah. all absolutely faking it. So anyway, if you don't know us, we are Hey Beautiful. We are the podcast that is taking every single episode of How I Met Your Mother one at a time and recapping it with no spoilers and uh, today we're going to be talking about Rebound Bro, where we see Barney <laughs> sort of flailing in the wake left by Ted's uh, Ted's breakup in that limo. So sad. So sad, man. Ugh. But first, we've got some updates from the Himium world. Um, first is Stumptown. Kobe Smulders' new show, Stumptown, Mm -hmm. Uh, the pilot aired last week, and was it last week? Yeah, last week. week. And uh, Liz and I sat down together to watch it. It's not until 10 p.m., which seems very late. I've been going to bed every day this week. It was 8.15, 8.30, 8 o'clock. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm so so like, I'm like, right now. Like, it's time for bed. <laughs> it's time for miss my bedtime. <laughs> um, but sometime was awesome. It was it was very fun. Uh, it was it was a pilot, right? So it's like kind of heavy handed on the exposition of different things, but not 
Not terribly so, um, but you can listen to our extra little mini-sode review of Stumptown that Liz and I did. That uh, We taped little bits during the commercials. That's how we did it. Um, so you get real in-the-moment reactions and then a little wrap-up at the end. That's available to our $5 and up patrons, our freeze-frame high-five level. Um, those are the folks that get our extra mini-sodes whenever we put them out. So patreon.com slash heybeautifulpod for that. And get you a bonus episode. Hell yeah. Um, speaking of other fun things, <laughs> the hot the Sky Mall hot dog toaster has arrived. Woo-hoo. So uh, Caitlin and I, if you don't know... Uh, we are going to do a review of this hot dog toaster, which really is just an excuse to fucking eat hot dogs together again. Yeah, I love a hot dog. Uh, So look out for that review video, which we'll be uh, taping and and putting out in the next next few weeks. I can't wait. Yeah, dude. Uh, We're also coming up on our two-year anniversary. Feels like 10. It feels so much longer than that. Chris is like, wait, it's just two years? Like, it's two years? I'm like, yeah. Isn't that wild? Well, we've completed two full years, so we're entering our third. That feels more appropriate to say yeah. in our third year. And Let's we're completing that. three seasons. I mean, right. that's pretty good. Um, so, Some longevity. Yeah. yeah, man. So we've got our two-year anniversary on October 17th, and I am plotting a giveaway contest on Twitter and Instagram. I have a very cool gift that I think folks will want, Um, so stay tuned for that. We'll have some fun little thing that you have to do to be entered. Um, It might be leave an iTunes review or talk about us on Instagram, (laughs) something uh, easy and free in order to enter for this contest. Speaking of, um, yeah, I'm in Vegas that week. So do you want to find someone to do the podcast with you? Yeah. Or Okay. Of course. Okay. Well, I don't know. Jeanette just had a baby. Oh, it wouldn't be Jeanette. I would, I would have to ask Chris. But wait, which episode is it? Oh, everything must go. I don't know if I want to do that with Chris <laughs> when Lily has to sell all her shit. <laughs> oh, it's so perfect, though. <laughs> All right, hold on one sec. Okay, go ask him. I want his reaction on tape. So the next episode, Kate is going to be in Vegas. Are you going to do it with me? It's the one where Lily has to sell all her shit to pay for, like, grown-up stuff. It's in two weeks. Two weeks? Maybe. Well, you're going to do it because Jeanette just had a baby. (laughs) You're going to do it. The fans want you to be on. Thank you, Chris. I want to hear that. Uh, <laughs> he said he wants to hear it from the fans that they want him on. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Well, we'll make sure that they, they all the write fans. in. You got to earn the fans. They all write in to right. let us know. All right, love, love you. Yeah, Thanks, love Chris. Sure. Or Jack. Oh yeah, or Jack. Or both. Both. Ooh, it's a family it's a family weekend coming up this weekend, so yeah. maybe we can watch it together and then and tape the episode. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, so you're you're gonna get a special guest or two on next week's episode, in addition to our 
uh, two-year anniversary giveaway, so stay tuned for that. We will also be choosing the date for our next live stream very soon uh, for our October uh, Patreon live stream. Again, patreon.com slash heybeautifulpod to uh, get signed up ahead of time. And just a final reminder that, well, not a final reminder, we're going to keep reminding you. (laughs) But a last little bit here is that we're going to be winding down season three very, very soon Mm -hmm. um, between now and Thanksgiving. um, And that's American Thanksgiving, not Canadian Thanksgiving. Yeah, important distinction. So around mid-November, we're going to finish season three and we'll have our season three feels mini-sode that will be open to everybody, as always. Um, No need to be on Patreon for that. Uh, And then we're going to take some time off and we'll come back in early January. Um, Since we're ending early, we'll come back earlier than we did last year. Yeah. Super pumped. Yeah, it'll it'll be good. And we're going to spend some time together figuring out what cool stuff we want to do for season four. So. I'm really excited for that, if I'm honest. Stay tuned at the end of this episode for a bunch of legendary moments from listeners like you. And now let's get into Rebound Bro. This episode of Hey Beautiful is brought to you by our Patreon Almighty Five level members, Russell, Tish, and Johnny. Thank you for your support, and to all of our patrons, you are truly legendary. Hey, beautiful Patreon members get cool Himyeon theme perks every single month, from bonus episodes to fun new recipes to private live streams with us. To learn more and sign up, visit patreon.com slash heybeautifulpod. This is Season 3, Episode 18, Rebound Bro. It first aired on May 5th, 2008. Our writer is Jamie Ronheimer, who we have seen before. Mm-hmm. And our director, as always, is the fantastic Pam Fryman. Yes. Do we know what other episodes Jamie has? So Jamie, yes, done? we've talked about him before. His career has yeah. a bunch of ups and downs, mm, um, similar yes. to his Himium episode. So he wrote The Yips, excellent, but Great. then also Aldrin Justice. Mm, well, and, yeah, it, you yeah. know, I mean, like bright spots. Um, you know, he also was write a writer for Himium, which is the best. Then, but also The Ranch. Fucking ranch. I know. It always keeps coming up, or it's just always the same person I keep writing about, but I have to (laughs) bring it up every time. The fucking ranch, Um, man. But he was also worked on Will and Grace, so, yeah, highs and lows. Six six of one, right? Yeah. It's the spring of 2008, as we know, and we learned that, what were you going to say? I I wrote that Ted bro cannot had just broken up with Barney. Get it broken, bro. Bro. Piss boo. I was dying. I was like, "Oh no." That is oh, very no. I have good. I to put that in. That Thank is you. very very good. Um so yeah, Ted and Barney have not seen each other since the broke up. <laughs> and um Barney keeps calling totally in denial about it he seems to um just refuse to take no for an answer which you know he kind of seems the type. it tracks it tracks it tracks and um i still want to know what that fucking thing is on barney's desk me too is it a boom box is it looks like a hot plate i know right it looks like mini burners if anyone knows what the fuck that is (laughs) i paused it and went back to it i'm like what is that thing? I can. Is it like a double reel for like tape? Like you know Maybe? what I mean? Like yeah, I reel don't understand. Yeah, like a little reel to reel. But why? I don't know. Ooh, if anyone, can... do we know what that is? Someone tell us because Please. I, I, it has like beads on. 
Is it made up? It might be made up. It might be just like something fun the prop prop master decided to. That they just found and threw up there. Who knows? Barney's office still filled with Sky Mall stuff. Clearly, he's still very depressed. Um, but Ted is picking up the phone. And I don't know how often he is, but this kind of goes with his whole thing about I'm not mad. I'm just I've Over outgrown it. him. Right. You know, it's the apathy is worse than than hatred kind mm-hmm. of thing. It feels worse. Um, but of course, Barney tries to spin it in that moment, acting like I'm going to break up with you. After he's called him all these times, right. And everyone else is bummed that that Barney is gone. And it's also kind of uncomfortable because Robin's still there. And Robin was the last one into the group. You know, you'd think Mm -hmm. she'd be the the first First one one. out. Uh, And she asks the obvious question of why Ted is so much madder at Barney. But, I mean, like, duh, bitch, he still wants to fuck you. Mm-hmm. And can you blame him? She looks so good. I love. She looks so good this entire episode. Oh. Uh, the costuming in general is incredible. The green, so good. The green color story throughout. Okay, yes. is it's like like um like an emerald green. It's so beautiful. And Robin specifically with like the bow halter, oh. which oh I've my. never seen. I I again paused, went back. Mm-hmm. Had to keep looking at it. Could not get enough. One of one of three or four stunning green moments in yeah. this in this episode. Uh, yeah. So Ted says he's not mad at anyone. I'm actually looking at it right now. I just pulled it up on iTunes. It's beautiful. Yep. It's beautiful. I mean, Kobe always looks good in green. She really does. It is like uh, oof, I can think of one episode later in the the series when she is in a satin green dress. With her hair pinned back. Oh, God, so good. Um, Anyway, Ted says he's not mad at anybody, that that's not what's going on, that he's forgiven Robin. Yeah, fucking right. And he outgrew Barney. That's all this is. This is not being vindictive. This is just, I don't want a friend like that, which is understandable, honestly. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Lily knows at least why he's not mad at Robin. Because he's it, so happy with Stella. He's so happy with Stella. If Stella wasn't around, he would be treating Robin like absolute shit. And we know that. He's a he's a petty, petty man sometimes. And so, yeah, we get reference to Stella, who we haven't seen in, in five episodes. Mm-hmm. Feels like a lot longer because we take two weeks to do each episode. Yeah. Um, but... We flat we get a flash to sort of catch us up on where they are. So we find out they've been together for two months. Everyone really likes her. We mm-hmm. get just like a little flavor of their chemistry in that in that little montage. Uh, but the sticking point is, pun sort of intended, they're not sticking it to each other. So it's two months, no sex. Yeah, and like I. I will. I said that I'll ignore the wording of there was just one little problem. Right. Like, right. right. I'm going to ignore that. I'm going to say it, but I'm going to ignore it. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and uh, this is the second time that Ted has been like waiting to have sex with someone and we're all giving him all this credit, but he's also miserable about it. Right. Same with Victoria. Mm-hmm. And that was only a month. So he must really like Stella. For not, what, jumping on her? And I don't understand, like, whatever. Continue. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, I was like, uh, all right, whatever. But you know, so yeah, it turns out they hadn't slept together yet, and I love how Lily and Marshall are just flabbergasted. Marshall is just silent and miming along with Lily as she comes yeah. up with the words. Yeah. And you know, although Ted does not need the reminder because he was there in the top bunk and at football games, Lily basically tells us we already know that her and Marshall have a very, very active sex life. <laughs> right. I mean, it's important. Yeah, man. Totally. And, you know, Marshall finally finds some words and does the math, counting backwards, and realizes five months ago was Thanksgiving. Mm. And which um, means the last person he had sex with was Robin. Was Robin. So. What a cluster, man. Yeah. Yikes. I said I said that today he and Barney and Robin probably would have been in some sort of, like, poly situation. Like, yeah. they're kind of just sharing at this mm-hmm. point. And, I mean, Robin's in the middle of it. So, like, what the – I think there's a lot of focus on, like, the the competition between Barney and Ted kind of. But, like, yeah. what the fuck is Robin doing? Like, what is she thinking? I don't know. Or not thinking. Like, why is she doing this? Like, I, I mean, it, there's something there, right, that oh, yeah. she's just, like – Going with the closest guy, like it's, yeah, it's just it is interesting to me, right? Like there's chemistry. There's clearly chemistry yeah. with both of these guys, but like date outside your friend group, you're so much smarter than these boys. Yeah. Like I don't blame them for wanting to sleep with you because you're fucking hot. Yeah, it's but like you could get any dude in New York City. Why these two? And she's that on are fucking best TV, friends. you know? Yeah. There's something, yeah, mentally, there's there's something spiritually, emotionally. Well, we know that. There's something fucked up about Robin. So just different, not necessarily fucked up. Bitch. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> different. And I so I got real mad. I was like, you know, Stella has Stella has valid reasons, but you know what? Even if they weren't, she doesn't owe anybody a fucking explanation. That's right. That's Who right. Cares? She doesn't want to have sex, she doesn't want to have sex. But have sex. It's fine. Um, but you know, she, her reasons are that, you know, because she's a single mom, wants to take things slow, um, found it hard to trust people, blah, blah, blah. Um, and you know, I totally get that. I went on just a handful of first slash last dates for just about two years before I met Chris. So I understand like wanting to take it slow and being nervous and like you got out of a bad relationship too. And like, yeah. And I didn't even have a kid. So, I mean, I was just like fucking scrooge mcduckin like right back into some bullshit but i understand that having a child complicates things and there's like a little throwaway line that ted hasn't met her daughter yet either right and so you think like oh that's that's another way that things aren't really picking up but that Mm -hmm. you know obviously comes back around at the end yeah um you know, Ted tries to play it cool. Like, he doesn't care at all what the reason is. If that's what it takes, mm. then he's up for it. He's so crazy about her. And then we see him break and ask for progressively tougher things to chew, going from gum to ice cubes all the way to tree bark. Tree bark, right. And when it was with Victoria, it was it feels like my Pop Rocks mixed Pepsi and soda and yeah. Pop Rocks. My testicles mixed whatever the fuck that whole Whatever thing that was. stupid line was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't so, have balls, so I don't really whatever that line for me. Blue balls references. Go jerk off. Stop bothering everybody. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> over at Barney's work, we're in a great space emotionally. Yeah, right. oh um, <laughs> I don't wonder my notes are all like angry. Oh god. Well, I mean, but that the the sexy the sex stuff is annoying. Yeah. It just is. Um, so over at Barney's work, 
Barney gets a <laughs> new issue of Sky Mall hand delivered by a total dork named Randy, who clearly worships him. So excited um, too. We know he reads the blog because the word around the blogosphere is Barney's looking for a new wingman, and he's just so thirsty for Barney's approval. You can just see how wrong this is going to go for Randy, right? Like, Barney loves when someone is just putty in his hand. Yeah. Um, so he, yeah, so he worships Barney. Like, he reminds me of a guy who would watch, like, pickup artist videos on YouTube, right? Yep. Just so clueless, so very clueless. Um, and this is, of course, this character is played by Will Forte, of Saturday Night Live fame. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's better here than he was on Saturday Night Live so for the most part. Like, I, so I was listening to um, Armchair Expert, Dak Shepard, and he was on the show. And he's talked about him a couple times about how he's just so great and so brilliant. Mm. And I, is this like a Busy Phillips thing? Because I'll tell you, <laughs> I, I fully love her. I but, know. I know, like, he wrote for that 70s show, Third Rock from the Sun, Saturday Night Live, and then The Brother Solomon and MacGruber, two films that... Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, he was MacGruber. ...flops, but have a cult following, apparently. Yeah. But uh, I, I enjoy him as Randy, but I'm not... I think he's better scripted, and I think a oh, lot right. of our fans really love Randy. I He makes me very cringy. But yeah. I know that's the point, right? It's yeah, like, yeah, it's the point. He does a great it, job with it. It's like him and Druthers, right? But for yeah. me, it's like just on the line. Yeah. Um, but, of course, he has his moments. MacGruber was good on SNL. I mean, I think it mattered who was writing it. He also did this one funny character that would like – I think it was like at a wedding. He came up and did like a, a long speech, but he was like a Vietnam vet. And he was like, we were five clicks up, <laughs> Mekong Delta. And like that was really funny. But then I think about his horrible George W. Bush impression. Why did he do that? I don't. Like, and multiple episodes. Like, they didn't have Will Ferrell anymore to do it. So just don't do it. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Right? And one I just remember that. One will not easily substitute. One will F is not like the other. <laughs> right. So I just remember that and being like, oh, no, 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 baby, no. So... Uneven, but but nails Randy for sure. Yeah, definitely nails oh, he Randy. Hurts. Also, I forgot to mention. You speaking of the blogosphere, there is a blog post. It has a paper application. Oh my god! <laughs> if you to want be to his be wingman, yeah, and there's like it's basically like a quiz. You know, it Ooh. says like you are character A, wingman man, and character B. Explain what game you would run and why. What percentage of you know, he has all these like weird questions. Cool. Um, and there's like an essay question in this space below. Talk about a person who has made a significant impact on your life. Oh my God. And then there's just like the earnest yeah. application questions. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's great. <laughs> like alias says like examples, Jack package or the barnacle. <gasps> Jack Pacage. Oh yeah. Oof. It's Sorry pronounced that. Yes, Pacage. Pacage. <laughs> and then special skills, PowerPoint, speak German, masseuse. <laughs> oh, speaking of Jack Pacage, Stumptown is like riddled with how I met your mother uh, coincidences. Oh, and I one of that. them is 
Ellen from Love Solutions, Cameron Mannheim. So definitely get over and watch that. She does okay. a great job. I'll, um, I'll watch it. I'll try and yeah. find how. It, I don't know. Maybe it's on Hulu. I don't know. But, okay, so Barney's clearly in the market for a wingman, and it seems he's a little thirstier than he lets on with Randy because he's like, there's no way that I am desperate enough to need a guy like him, right? Like, just... There's no way. I got There's plenty. no way. There's, like, so many people that I can go through. And uh, he tells Randy that he's uh not the wingman <laughs> which is like the vice president of awesome he is the assistant undersecretary of only okay and randy is thrilled at he that he can't even believe his luck he is so <sighs> it's very sweet uh but hard to watch it's yeah so barney pulls out his little black book of bros to find a new wingman <clears throat> but time has passed him by and while he was busy being awesome his friends were going out and growing up, right? <laughs> yeah. And I think much. that this is a thing that happens sometimes. Um, maybe to everybody, but I've I've seen it specifically happen with men. Um, men in my life, men very close to me. Same, same, same. Who's you know, whose friends kind of move on and they uh they don't. And so they, but they still feel like they're living their life the right way and that these guys are sellouts to love and family. Like, it's just like, <laughs> Meaning on. in their life. Yeah, right? Like, wholesome, wholesome values. So, um, yeah. So we, we, we hear a list of these guys and, and, you know, Pete just had a baby. Stapleton is is off being bros with Doug Stein. He's a good bro. Yeah, he's a good bro. And 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 then Crazy Willie, who you think is going to be salvation, right? Because he still looks like a frat boy. Looks but like a leprechaun. A leprechaun frat boy. So even wearing green, I believe, right? Wasn't it like a yeah. teal green or something? It yeah. was like a green polo. Another green moment. What? So many. So Crazy Willie is. Uh, defines tearing it up these days as cheese a cheese board <laughs> cranium at eight cranium 27 dresses 9 p.m home by 11 and barney just fucking hangs up calls him back and hangs up a second time i love he's like this was on the rocket docket <laughs> i know and you're like "Ooh, what's it gonna be and he's like let's fucking <laughs> rage with some katherine heigl bro it's like, fuck. Kill me now. But also, that sounds really fun because Cranium's great. So Yeah. Agreed. Love it. Love a, love a creative cat category. So good. Same. Same. Um, so we see Ted and Stella having a, you know, a little lunch date at her office. And she's talking shop about something she had just lanced on some guy's back. She didn't even know what it was. Puss was flying like a volcano. <laughs> and she's like distractedly talking with like a giant messy sandwich, like a meatball sub or something mm-hmm. in her hand. And she's eating fries. So not like traditionally sexy. I'm using right. air quotes. Yeah, she is, guys. And uh, Ted sort of just like lunges at her. He's like, let's have sex. And, you know, Stella turns him down in a cutish way. And it's. He's in his late 20s. How is yeah. he like? God damn! Just, just jerk it off, like jerk it off, jerk it, just jerk off a little bit. Yank please. your Franklin and leave everybody alone. Yeah. I was trying to think of like a funny euphemism. Crank your wrench, wrench, wrench. Isn't that what one? the fuck's a wrench? A wrench. <laughs> Crank your wrench. I was wrench. gonna say. 
Oh. It's like my um, grandfather say, always said. Hog. Ew. <laughs> First of but all, I, but I'm like, isn't it? Where is it? Wrench. But I said wrench. Crank your wrench. The common American <laughs> idiom, <laughs> you know. It's just like the fab. Feel. Oh, fab. I'll just, I should just say that. Ew. God. Oh my God. I was watching um, Black Lady Sketch Show. Yeah. And they talk they in one of the like the first episode she says something like oh I fapped to that and I just like lost it. <laughs> yeah. Was so it I, Quinta that said that? I, I fucking love that. Think so? I don't know. I've been dying watching. It's that a pretty show. good one. It's pretty yeah. good. Um, anyway, but so Stella comes clean and says that you know she wants to, but is nervous and then confesses mm. that it's been a while, like a long time. And Ted's pretty relieved by that news because him too. And so she asks him how long, and he's so embarrassed by five like, months. He's embarrassed by five months. And he's like, it's been a long while. I don't know. And he's like, looks down like real sheepish. Sheepish. He can't even bring himself to say it out loud. And said, just like holds up his hands with like his five fingers, like spread as wide as they can go. Mm. And Stella's eyes nearly bug out of her head. She's like, me too. And Ted's like, oh my God, no way. It's been five months for you too. And then you just see her face fall. (laughs) And you smash cut to Ted sitting in his living room telling his friends the story. And then we quickly learn that it's not five months, but it's five years. Yeah. Cut and and and, cue credits. And that makes... That I will give them a little creative license on because there's no way someone would be that embarrassed about five months. But it's used to build up. To five years. To five years, like that misunderstanding. So, fine. We'll let you have it. We'll let you have it because that was great. But what wasn't good? Let's see. Oh, Stella, everyone wanted to know Stella's reasons. So we'll swap. Yeah. Yeah. Not not really an even trade, but we'll swap. (laughs) Um, Do you want to do this scene or do you want me to keep going? Um, It was a little teeny scene. You can keep going on this. Yeah. Um, Marshall is just, again, bewildered. And it starts to put it into context for the group. So this means that she hasn't had sex since 2003, which is when Seabiscuit came out, July 25th. Galloped uh, into our hearts. Galloped into our hearts. Chris, I was, so I was watching, rewatching the episode, and Chris heard that, and he just, like, started cracking up. And I said, oh, remember, this is the one with Randy. And he was just like, oh, shit. Fucking oh, Randy. lulled for a while, yeah. Um the world was just learning about SARS, which is severe acute respiratory syndrome, which was a viral respiratory illness caused by the coronavirus. Mm. Um, and that was first reported in Asia back in February 2003. Um, also, when The Da Vinci Code, the book, not the movie, mm-hmm. was published, which was April 2003. And then Nell Carter died <laughs> January 23rd. And this kind of just reminded me of like, Forgetting famous people that are dead. And we talked yes. about this, right? I wrote George, Marshall is me. Yeah. George Michael, Alan Thick. Had I just continued to forget that they're dead. Tom Petty, I always forget. Uncle Phil. Like I can't tell you <gasps> how many times Phil. people forwarded me like an article that he's dead. I'm like, oh my God. And then every time I look, I'm like, holy shit, this came out in like, I don't even know, 2010. Uncle Phil is like a fresh every knife time. Every, every time, time it hits me hard. I think God is Gene it. Wilder dead too? Yeah, he's for sure dead. Wait, mm. is he? I, don't know. <laughs> I feel like no. Hang on. I think that's one of the people that are like, oh, I'll be really sad when he dies. Um, 
He did die in in, in 2016. Ooh, okay. So he's like gone. Uh, Sorry, yeah. Jen. He's gonzo gone. Mm. Yeah. See, this is, we don't know shit. Yeah, seriously. R.I.P. Nell Carter. I loved her. Seriously. I love Marshall's reaction, too. It's so appropriate. I know. It was a great notable death. 2003, he's like, oh, no, did you guys know Nell Carter died? <laughs> <laughs> She's a national treasure. She is. I loved her so much. Um, but again, everyone's obsessed with knowing so's reasons and mm. so we get to have more of a reveal we get you know to go get these flashbacks between ted and stella's conversation and then his conversation with his friends so he's just sharing everything with every yep. piece no of filter deeply personal situation yep. um and she said you know after she had her daughter lucy she just found it hard to trust anybody and um you know, sooner or later, everyone kind of gave her a reason not to trust them anymore. And that mm. was kind of it. And Ted is just shocked that she's like, really? But no one in five years. And dude, she's a single mom who's the fucking best in the biz dermatologist that you said yourself. Right. So you think she's got this time to just fucking date around? No. And, and you bullshit. saw how hard it was to date her to begin with through the two minute date. Right. He's so just. Cunt. He's just thirsty as fuck. Yeah, hey, oh, he's it's been five months, so you know. God. Uh, but I love you know, Stella tells him that guys regret the girls they don't sleep with, but girls regret the guys they do sleep with. That's because they need to up their fucking standards. Yes, agreed. 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 Women are fucking hot. Come on. Serious uh yes, the best. <sighs> Whatever. Um <laughs> we won't but what's get not into the it. best is fucking Stella's lip color. Oh, I didn't notice it. It's like the same color as her skin. It just is so oh, bad. Oh, no. I hate... I do not like that. It's like chalky looking. It just... Mm. For Sarah Chalk. Sarah Chalk, yeah. Oof. Go with Chalk-A. the gloss, girl. Chalk A. Sarah Chalk A. She is yeah. Canadian. Right, too. <laughs> oh, um, but... T- do you see Lily's dress? It's another green moment. It's got the polka it? dots. It's like a... Remember. It's like got... Um, so long sleeves? No, it's it- like... It's like a sh- it's like a short sleeve like shirt dress with like a green polka dot belt, but like Ooh. the belt is fabric. It's like a green thing in the middle, hmm. and it's like got navy blue and green like patterns on it. It's Ooh. so fucking cute. It's like all has the green polka dot trim. It's another huh. beautiful green green navy moment, which happens throughout this this uh, episode for sure. Well, I'm gonna I gotta find it right now. Yeah. I have it on the green the green bow. With uh, Robin. Um, yeah, it's when she's talking about selling it for a nickel. <laughs> That's when oh you God, can really see it. Oh, Lily. I love Thirsty Lily. Same. Um, yeah, but it turns out that uh, Stella actually is down to fuck. Mm-hmm. And her sister's going to be up visiting, and she can stay with Lucy, and they can have an overnight in the city um, at a hotel together. So kind of like a romantic little week. Or getaway for them. Yeah. A night out, you know, if you a will. A night out. Um, I just, I'm like, why not his, just his apartment? But, like, I get, like, it's been five years. I don't, you probably wouldn't want to have it in some dudes. Right, because she's also, like, a fucking grown-up in a way Ted isn't, right? Like, she has yeah. a kid. She has a house. A thriving medical practice. Yeah, right. So, like, he, they're not going to do it a door over from Marshall and Lily. That's just not. It's not her style. No. 
And Ted should be living on his own at this point anyway. But That is very true. You know what I mean? They're fucking married. I mean, well, they're supposed to be living in their apartment, right? That's what we're waiting for. True, 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 true. <laughs> Forgot about um, that piece because they never talk about it, <laughs> you know? Huh? They, they just never talk about the apartment true. that's being renovated. So you forget that there's, like, a place that Marshall and Lily are they're actually supposed gone. to be. Yeah. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we got a little bit of a hint with the goat when uh, mm. he said Robin will be living there. So, you know, yeah. there, there's at least some changes maybe. Within a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ted feels like it's a lot of pressure placed on him and starts to, like, freak out about it. And, you know, because it's been five years, she'll be expecting a lot. But Lily's mm-hmm. like, no way. Anything you do is going to be fireworks. And we get this story of about how Lily was intimate with San Francisco. <laughs> yep. Uh, but Marshall has more practical advice for his best friend and is really just about managing her expectations. So just set the bar super low for her. Um, you know, unlike Jerry Maguire, which Ted built up for two weeks, <laughs> just lower her expectations. So no matter what, she'll be happy. Um, and then this conversation gets interrupted because Barney is desperately calling, calls Marshall and then Robin to be his wingman. Um, and you don't even get to hear Barney's side. Robin, I love, <laughs> just gives him a no and then hangs up. He's clearly reached the bottom of his list if he's calling yeah. Robin, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. And I love the, uh, I love when they do little winks to, like, time before the show, right? Time before we dropped in where clearly there was a moment in their lives when Ted would just not shut the fuck up about Jerry Maguire, you know? But And and it's still, like, ingrained in Marshall, right? It's one of those moments where it's like, we've been over this. Yeah. You know? When did, let me see. Jerry Maguire came out December 1996. Yeah. It's like nine years. No, 12 years before this episode. Mm-hmm. Or the the, the present day of this episode. Yeah. So, um, and just like that, as I said, Barney has sort of reached the end of his list, and now Randy is the new wingman. Oh. And he's so excited that he runs out to quote-unquote check his calendar and does this... <sighs> Corny ass dance in front of the open cringy uh, panel. And I hate a lot of things, but I don't know what I hate more than air instruments right now. Did I have we talked about this? I don't know, but air sax is the worst. Wait, I don't. If you're about to I tell hate, me you're in an air band, I'm going to kill you. I hate air instruments. Thank I you. I hate them so much. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. What Chris actually the us? other day started giggling and telling me that there's like an air instrument like competition. Ew, yeah, there is. I was like, excuse you? Uh, fire I, yeah, vomit. I can't. Nope. No. Dude, what happened to us as children? Was it we sing? Maybe. Did I don't silly, know why do we both hate that. Like, it's Bill, such a specific thing. Did Sillyville have fucking Probably. air instruments? It was with, or it was fucking... Oh, my God. Oh, it, was, it, was it was Dean. It was Dean. Oh, my Hair God. Sex. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We just... I just literally got goosebumps. All right. So... The cheese stands alone. We need, to, we need to stop for a second and tell them. Um, <laughs> if anybody out there has watched... This very specific, <laughs> horrifying thing called Grandpa's Magical <laughs> Toys. We it's a silly uh, we sing production. Which we is sing what? is that Canada? Probably it feels Canadian. It right? does. 
ham bone. But anyway, so <laughs> there's this corny little fat oh kid. God. He's not even fat, but like he's 90s chubby. He was, he, was, he was early 90s fat, which is just like today's normal child. Yeah, yeah, just a little, a little chunky. He's a little chunky, yeah. His name was David, and he was like the outcast of the three children. And yeah. he ends up, there is a point at which he does... They're singing like "Hi Ho the Dario," the cheese stands alone, or whatever the fuck they're singing. But oh, "Farmer in the Dell" is the name of the song. So, yeah. Oh my god, he oh ends my up god. being the I'm cheese at the soundtrack, standing alone. And I don't know if it's during that song or another, but he does a fucking air sax that clearly He's like traumatized me and Caitlin. Both of us. Both. Ugh, god, I hate it so much. Um, go and watch Grandpa's Magical Toys, everybody. Oh, came out in 1989. Will, it's a boy named Peter and his friends David and Sarah visit his grandfather and <gasps> discover his many toys, including Punchinello and their secrets, all in the search of a missing music box key that he misplaced. Oh, my God. I, I hate fucking... it so much. <sighs> Sarah was so cool. She did double dutch. She was very cool. Well. Well, yeah. She's, she saved it. Agreed. Um. So, oh my god, I can't even. We wow. Singing Sillyville. Sillyville oh. was also great, but David as the fucking cheese stands alone. I nineties children. You might know what we're talking about. I'm sorry we had to do this, but we literally just both had like an out of body experience. I, can't. I like it was. <laughs> we both went, David. Oh my god. When we oh realized god. why we hate air instruments, so. Thanks, David, and fuck you, Canada, for we sing. Also, um, I had like such a crush on like the leapfrog Jeremiah or the leapfrog girl in oh, really? the we sing in Sillyville. <sighs> yeah, really, I had a crush on Silly Wim. I think she was like picture. She was like the camp counselor. You know what I mean? <laughs> she was cool. Everyone else sucked. Let me see. What were their names? Like the Jingleheimer or Ew. something? Yeah. I hated the those squirtle stupid... whatever. The yellow ones. That's what I'm looking Ew. at right now. I can With see those them. those corny hats. I Oh, the outfits? Blech. Like, how much did they hate them? And then there was like the Duggars, the Red, the red yeah. family. They were full Duggars. I'm sorry <sighs> if this doesn't make sense to anybody else. But if it, whoever it makes sense to, you're going to love this five minutes of our podcast. You're, yeah, absolutely. You're going to love this bird bike. Please, please, please. Even if you've never seen it, if you'd like this to make sense, go watch We Sing, which is W-E-E. We Sing Grandpa's Magical Toys, followed by We Sing Sillyville. Yep. Caitlin and I watch these on VHS back to back way too times. much. A yeah. million times. All right. Those, I found oof, the Jingleheimers. God. Is that the frogs? Yeah, like the little leapfrog thing. Yeah. And then the blue guys, they sang the the avalanche song. They were weird. I can't remember what they looked like. They were like older guys. They were like almost like a barbershop situation. With the, yeah, like ZZ Top beards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're such a lesbian. Look at these. I know. They both are I like, know. I mean, the boy and the girl are both like little lesbians, right? They both look the same, yeah. Yeah, they were cool. They were like, like the cool ones. like, there's two of them? Ooh. Ooh, Jingleheimers. Yeah. Oh, I found the, the, the red, the Duggars. I hated them so much. Their song sucked. It was about a sick baby. No wonder yeah. your kids are sick. I hated them. I hated them so much. What, but we, I hated, we hated them. Did we like, that. did we like anybody on that show? <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. I like those Jingleheimers or whatever the fuck their names are. Yeah, the Jingleheimers are cool. The little, you know who we loved? Who? The little walnut. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm a nut. I'm a nut. <laughs> and it like rolls away. Yeah. <laughs> but like you can see the string it's on. Yeah. Like the little stick that someone's rolling. Oh my God. So I, okay. So I put this in sometime later in our notes. Let me, let me just search for the word. You reference Sillyville somewhere later. No, in our notes? no, no, no. Um, oh, okay. Oh, it was, it was about the blog post. So I can say it. I said that there's a paper application and I love the little details that they put into this show, like the blog posts and the websites. Mm-hmm. And then I realized it's exactly our brand of humor because for us, it's the subtle thing. So for us, it's the walnut on the fucking string. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That's what we find funny and hilarious. Yeah. And that's what's just. In, indelible in the hippocampus, as as Christine Blasey Ford would say, just in a completely different direction. Anyway, anyway. moving on from air instruments and we sing. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, so where are we now? <laughs> we are in Sillyville. No, it's uh, Ted is uh, at Stella's office. With the potato skins? Okay, so yeah, so Ted decides he's going to manage Stella's expectations and shows up with a container. Nope, not that one. Oh, yes, it is. I'm just disappointed in him. Oh, I was like, oh, shit, am I reading the wrong one? Uh, Yeah, me too. Brought a container of potato skins, which he hasn't had in a while, but he's super pumped for because they're like the best thing ever, or that's how he remembers it. Like, very subtle. Yeah, but also potato skins always exceed expectations. Always. Wrong. You're wrong, Ted. Bad idea. I know. I just wanted to slap that like potato skin out of his hand when he like looked at it, like, huh. And so Stella knows exactly what he's up to because you know he says something about the potato being a respectable size, and mm-hmm. Stella's on to him. Um, but you know, Ted says he doesn't want to screw it up for her, which I understand. Um, but she is so sure, and I love that. I love that awesome. Yeah. Love. yeah. Um, I have a question. Do you think Ted got the potato skins? At Tater Skins. If he didn't, then he's opportunity missed. Right? Right? Um, And I love Stella's virginity to electric boogaloo. Yes. She's really growing on me. I love her. I don't hate her right now. No. Right now. Right now. I I mean, like, give give me time. I'll find a reason to hate everybody. That's right. Same with Stella. That's how she feels, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So back at the bar, um, Randy has shown up to begin his wingman um, internship, if you will. And he opens with, what up, Brosif Lieberman? But is told that they're not allowed to use bro in the name of a failed vice presidential candidate. Um, Everything about Randy's just so cringe. Yeah, so (laughs) cringe. And uh, this made me think of a a little, it wasn't a contest, it was a game my friend... um, my friend's husband and I played when we were all hanging out once, and it was coming up with the best use of bro. Mm. His was brotato, which I thought was really good. Ooh. Mine was brosie O'Donnell. <laughs> <laughs> we I did, like brosie O'Donnell. It, there was, I, I, I'm kind of mad because I came up with that early, like three or four in, and then I couldn't top it the rest of the game. You can see that Barney's trying to like psych himself up to like do this for mm-hmm. Randy. Um, and he's decided that 
Randy will be his next masterpiece. But, of course, the whole time he's comparing him to Ted. And so this is when the comparisons or the parallels begin between um, Ted and Barney's breakup and, like, a romantic breakup. I love, though, how Randy, like, totally leans into, like, Mm. what a loser. I know. That might be my favorite Randy line. Me too. He's like, oh, is that look? He's just like conspiratorial. What a loser. Whatever that word is. He's like. But it's like after he says like he was an even bigger loser than you. Yeah. And And I'm like, oh boy, Randy's been bullied his whole life. He knows how to play this game. Yeah. What a loser. That must (laughs) be. Like so good. Um, Yeah. And we just know that Barney's going to have to build him up from scratch. And um we learn just how into Barney Randy is, that he's been reading his blog. He's a god to him. Yeah. And all of this should make Barney feel great, but his heart just really isn't in it because he doesn't – I think Barney pretends that he wants people like putty in his hand, but he wants fucking real connection with people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, that's what he had with Ted. So – we know it's going to be a long night when Randy fucks up legendary. <laughs> legendary? Wait for, Wait it. for it. Dairy. Damn. Like, dude, my God. And I feel like that's almost like, all right, so this is like, this is the end of the third season. So by this point, there have been almost three seasons built up of Barney's catchphrases, right? So this almost feels like a fan of Barney. Yeah. Coming in, right? Like there's this self-referential use of the catchphrase that we haven't seen that other people do, right? They're Mm -hmm. kind of just like, oh, that's just Barney. But now we have somebody, a stranger coming in that like knows his catchphrase and it feels like, whoa, what the fuck? Um, And so they just don't jump right into it, start hitting on girls. But just as Barney's walking up to the first one. Every time he turns away, Randy's like, no, 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 please, 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 just wait, 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 wait. He's like so scared. He's clearly never done anything like this. I said that Randy is me before I have to go and do anything outside of my home. Oh, so true. Wow, that makes him so much more relatable right now. I know. I know. I was like, oh, and after a little bit of self-talk. Yeah. I know. When he turns around, he's like, what's wrong, man? You got yeah, this. And it just reminded me of Tony Perkis and heavyweights <gasps> oh. at the end or in the beginning when he's like, what's wrong, little Tony? Nothing. It's like, <laughs> oh, my God. How you feeling, little Tony? Bad. That's one of my favorite fucking movies. It is perfect. There's another. God, we are just like gems <laughs> of, uh, of recommendations tonight. Get we you are. some We Sing. Get you some heavyweights. I had a really good feeling about this episode, though. Let me tell you what. Yeah? Yeah, when I was, like, typing out my notes, I was like, this is going to be fun to talk about. Yeah, and it has been, right? Mm -hmm. Great. So, um, but yeah, so then it eventually escalates to Randy hiding under the booth instead of uh, being brave enough to walk up. It's just so disgusting. That's so foul. So back at the apartment, Stella walks in wearing another gorgeous green tank top, this time with a small bow. I love it. And it's shiny. Oh, she looks so amazing. Beautiful. And Ted is like all excited and like, 
you know, talking really quickly and he's telling Stella how they're going to go on this horse-drawn carriage ride through the park. And just so happens the Philharmonic is playing an open-air concert, blah, blah, blah. You know, to- totally tedding out. Mm-hmm. And Stella reminds him, like, dude, it's been five years. And he's like, stupid, let's just go right to the hotel. Yeah. I'm wondering, this is about the shirt. I am wondering. A parallel? A pa- I don't know if, um, I don't know if this is done on purpose, but I'm wondering um, in order to sort of bolster the idea that they have been together for a while and that she's sort of ingrained in the group, even though she isn't, that's why all the women in this episode wear green. green. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like it kind of Ties unites together. them. And I don't know if it was done on purpose, but I'm I'm thinking now they all have very specific bright green moment in this episode. Mm. And even Stella in her office, she has like a green and navy dress with like yeah. the, the links, like the chain links on it. Yep. I remember that very specific dress. Style. I just wonder and which, if which that's is on also purpose. so it mirrors um Lily's patterned green dress and yeah. then she, this map mirrors Robin's, Robin's green tank. Yeah. They both had the bows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean that, that had to be so done on purpose. Pretty. Stella. Yeah. Yes. And Robin. I mean they both are. I love right now I'm looking at Stella's green shirt. I love Stella's hair, but the little wispy things that they like pin back, yeah, makes it look like a wig. Yeah, I, I mean it probably is a wig, probably. But her face is just pleasing to Gorgeous. look at. Gorgeous, yeah. No, she's beautiful, beautiful girl, beautiful mm-hmm. woman, as it were. I just like the word girl, though. I prefer I know, it. I know, but some people don't. I know. And that's oh my okay. god! One of my students, I, we had a meeting for him the other day. And his mom said he's starting to like realize that he sounds different. That last year his teacher was pregnant. She said, "Oh, what is she gonna have?" And he said, "A woman," because he didn't want to say goal. Oh my god! He that's said, a woman. so that cute. A goal. <laughs> oh She's gonna god. have a woman. Well, maybe his vocab is gonna be off the charts. True. That's so sweet. I know. I'm I sorry. Know. Keep going. Okay. Anyway, anyway. So uh, Ted runs back to quickly grab his bag. Just as Marshall and Lily are coming back home, and it is clear they know what's going on. And Lily's like, yeah, we heard. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I would explode if it had been long, that long since I had a night out. And Marshall shares that sometimes Lily wakes him up t- at 4 a.m. just to have a night out. And I said, I love her, Sarah's face. Like, it just, like, it just is so clear what she's thinking, mm-hmm. you know? And she's just kind of like, what the fuck? Yeah, you like, know? she's, like, trying to be polite, but then like, it, it sinks in that, oh, my God, I am in hell. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and you just kind of see it, like, melt and come over her face. Yeah. And so Ted comes out, and she's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you told them? And he's like... What? She's like, you told me I haven't had sex in five years. And I love this. Marshall tries to save the day after this really long, I would get after a pregnant pause. Mm-hmm. You haven't had sex in five years. That is a shocking revelation that we are just finding out about right now. <laughs> oh. Oh, Marshy, he tried. I know. I know. And, you know, Ted tries to apologize with half ass apology mm-hmm. with this bullshit of they're my best friends. I told them everything. And right. I I'm sorry, but I'm sorry, but yeah, like they're my best friends. I didn't even think about it. And like the twisted part of me is like, you didn't even consider that like she was confessing something that, you know, you guys really cared about each other. You've been dating for two months and you're talking about having sex. And like, there's something that was like really personal to her and you're just going to go, if it weren't that big of a deal, you probably would have known about it from the beginning. 
Well, it's like with Robin Sparkles and the fake marriage. Yeah. He told Marshall immediately. He has yeah. no boundaries. You would have thought he would have learned from that. Right. Of course not. You know. Come on. And, um, you know, Stella's like, you know, you know, they think I'm a freak because it's really weird to hear about someone who hasn't had sex in five years. And we get this quick smash cut to Barney talking to Randy <laughs> and Barney's looking at him and explain, exclaiming, you haven't had sex in 13 years? And Randy says, I peaked really young. Excellent, excellent little cutaway there. Yeah. Um, but then Stella drops the bomb on Ted that, you know, there's always a reason not to sleep with a guy. And here's Ted's because she can't trust him. And that's what she said. Like, you know, she has trust issues and it's hard for her. And Ted showed her that yeah. she can't trust him. And I got so mad because she turns to walk away and Ted says, wait, did I give you a reason? Or were you looking for him? No. You know what, Ted? You gave it to her in a in a fucking like little present wrapped up with a bow. Yeah, for real. Don't don't turn this on here. Like you might be right, but this is not the time and you don't have the place. Right. To say that. That was clearly him just being fucking defensive. Yep, and I was so grouchy about it. Well, trash. I all these notes apparently. Yeah, <laughs> trash. So trash. trash. Um yeah, I mean it's the way she was like there's always a reason not to sleep with a guy. There's clearly like a protective rut that she's gotten yeah. into, right? Um, but Ted, you had no. You better call the leg store, right? Yeah, yep. you ain't got shit to stand on here. So down at the bar, Barney is drilling Randy on tips for picking up women. Gross. Um, oh, don't and do this. They're all the kinds of things that the pickup artists on YouTube talk about. You know. Isolate her from her friends is really creepy. Yep. Repeat her name and subtly put her down, which is um, more commonly known as negging. It's so gross. And I feel like it was probably negging that whole concept was probably invented around the time that this mm-hmm. came out. Like, oh, wait, I think that's sort of when pickup artists were flourishing for some reason, maybe because YouTube was gaining ground. I don't know. <clears throat> but it seemed like those things were happening around the same time. Like, if you really want to get a girl, really, you know, appeal to her insecurities, right? Mm-hmm. So Randy tries it. He tries to do everything at once, and he ends up sounding horribly creepy. He's like, come here, Haley. And like, he doesn't oh, know how so- to, like, move a girl away. Um, and then that fails. So then Barney tries again with the next two girls and one of them has a koala bear brooch. So he tries to, uh, he tries to be a wingman to Randy by saying, Oh, my friends, you know, a koala expert and another great Randy line. When the girl asks, what's your favorite thing about koalas? Oh my God. He says their meat is delicious. In the creepiest Mm -hmm. fucking Australian accent I've ever. Was that what he was doing? Yeah. Like they're, their meat is delicious. So that's what it was. I was like, why? That's the how I interpreted it as because like he that? was like uncomfortable. Like he had to just go with it. Yeah. So after two strikes, Barney decides it's time to bring in the big guns because Randy can't even talk to women, apparently. So Robin arrives, um, basically after being blackmailed by Barney, that he mm-hmm. has a video of them that he's going to put on the internet. So this was before revenge porn laws, and this kind of thing was still kind of a joke, but gross still. Anyway, uh, Randy starts to talk to Robin. Seems like things are going okay, and then his nose starts bleeding, and he says, "I'm sorry." And I love because like 
Robin's an, a reporter, right? She's a journalist. Like, she interviews people just to say hard things. Like, she right. can keep her cool. Yeah. She's like, yeah, your nose is bleeding like a faucet. And... He's just so genuine. He's like, I'm so sorry. This happens every time I get an erection. Like, he has just never talked to women ever. Like, just so, so sheltered. And um, he runs off to to clean himself up. And it's clear that Barney is trying to salvage this, right? He's like, okay, Mm -hmm. well, now we got to figure something else out. And Robin's like, this is such a rebound. This is your rebound from Ted. And, you know, we might not have thought that this was a thing for friends, but clearly it is. And um, Barney even says, what Randy and I have is real, which is what everyone says about their new fucking piece of ass when it's a rebound, right? You Mm -hmm. just can't, you don't want to believe that you didn't just, you aren't using somebody, right? That's what it's about. And um, Barney finally breaks down and he admits that he misses Ted. In the way only Barney can, which is, you know, he misses getting him laid. Yeah. But we know what he means. Randy comes back from the bathroom and um, Barney starts to break up with him. But then he learns a little more about Randy, which is that he was a New York City police officer for three months before he was fired for gross incompetence. I can only imagine if I they can only fired him. imagine. And- you know, didn't put him on, like, leave or anything. <laughs> right, right. So um, Barney sees his leverage. This is New York City. Girls love cops, apparently. Um, and, <laughs> right. And so they decide to try it on a girl, and we know it's working because Randy gets another nosebleed. Wink. And we all know what that means. So the girl takes him back to her place to clean him mm-hmm. up, and Barney has succeeded at at being his wingman. This feels like a success. Um, but then Robin brings up Ted again and, and Barney falls apart. Mm-hmm. Goat voice and Ted. all. Yeah, yeah goat voice. Goat right. voice and all. Aww. Yeah. That's so sad. I know. I don't know how long this is going to last, but oof, man, it, it's it's tough to watch Barney out here swinging in the wind. It is. Yeah. Anyway, back at the apartment, um, it's, you know, the next day, Stella comes over and she apologizes. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Stella tells Ted that that's just kind of her thing. So she looks for reasons and pushes people away. But she doesn't want to do that with Ted. She's in and she's ready to take the next step. Does he apologize? Um, mm-mm. Nope. But he, what he says is, like, this is kind of awkward, but I have a girl here. Mm-hmm. And Stella kind of, like, playfully pushes him and they make out make out and make up and that's kind of it dude ted was so in the wrong yeah yeah ew i don't like that anyway Mm -hmm. continue anyway so but so she tells him that she's ready and then in the next scene we have stella introducing ted to lucy her daughter so future ted narrates and tells us that you know, this wasn't exactly the big step he thought they were going to take, but it was an even bigger one than he had thought they were going to do. So, mm. um, you know, we see that she really trusts Ted, not just to sleep with him, but to yeah. actually introduce her daughter to him, which is the ultimate in, in trust because, 
Yeah. You don't know where it's going to go and you don't want to introduce them to somebody that's not going to be around because a lot of times there's Oof, trust yeah. issues with the little ones. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it's clear that this is like, this is definitely the most serious thing we've seen Ted in since, mm-hmm. since Robin. Since Robin, yeah. And maybe, I mean, it was very serious with Robin, but this is like, this feels intimate, right? Like this feels, mm-hmm. this feels deep. So. Yeah. Lots at stake with the little girl in the picture. For sure. Um, We cut to Stella coming back into the living room, announcing that Lucy is sound asleep. And she has this kind of like little painful smile and says, (laughs) you know, her sister's still in town till tomorrow. There's a motel right down the turnpike. And then we smash cut to Ted and Stella in motel colored sheets and (laughs) bedspread. And then Ted leans over and picks up the same tan phone my parents had. And pretends like he's going to call Marshall and Lily while Stella playfully pushes him out of bed. So all is well Yay. in their relationship. Yeah. And Ted got to fuck Stella. Finally. God. Finally. It only took two whole months. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Poor thing. <laughs> uh, so what do you think of this episode, Caitlin? I think it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like think, it. I think it's fine. It's not one of my favorites. No, it's not like the best one. Yeah. But I like, um, maybe because I was shitting all over it, that's why it felt fun to write about for me. <laughs> well, I mean, it was it was good to see more of Stella and, and get to know yeah. her a little bit more. That that feels like it's got some promise and some momentum to it. Um, mm. the, the Randy scenes were funny, but I don't know. It's, it's sad to watch Barney and Ted not talking, and it, it really has splintered the group, so... The scenes kind of suffer in a little, in a way. But I mean, that's what's supposed to happen, right? Yeah. And I remember you had, you had kind of said like, you know, we were wondering what would happen with the group. Would they stop talking to Barney? Mm -hmm. Would they, you know, and it's clear that that's not the case. Right. But if Ted's there, I mean, Ted, Marshall, and Lily all live there, like like live in the same place. So if they're at the bar, Barney isn't there. Right, right but at least they know they don't hate him too. No, they don't. They don't hate him too, and that's that's good. And it seems like maybe Robin and Barney are still not like hanging yeah, out. Yeah, it was quote so unquote, interesting to me that they were uh, together. Up. I know. Well, I mean, if you cut him off from the group, he it, it it only stands to reason that he would hang out with Robin probably more than he was before, right? Yeah. Because she's another sort of free electron in this situation. So That is true. If Ted was pissed about them getting together, this might not be the best solution. That is very true. All right. Let's get into our legendary moments from listeners like you. We've got eight tonight. And just remember, if you are a member of our Patreon at any level, you get your letter read in its entirety. Which is pretty exciting. Oh, yeah. You sound super excited about (laughs) it. All right. So the first one is Dan, and he is one of our patrons. And Dan says, hey, K&K, I've been waiting for this episode. I must have watched it a hundred times, and it still makes me laugh out loud. My legendary moment is Randy. Every single moment of every scene he appears in is hilarious. If I had to pick one, though, it would be his sequence of celebration dances when he gets called up to the majors by Barney. Ugh. <laughs> oh, it makes fucking... me cringe. I know. It also demonstrates why five is such a great number of main characters to have. Unlike other shows with six, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it allows a little more space for other characters to take center stage and shine. It's what keeps him so fresh all the time. Great point. Yeah, because there's always someone sort of floating out there, picking up, mm-hmm. picking up strays, as they say. Yeah. Um, and he says, "Stay awesome, is solid and beautiful." Dan. P.S. Not that you need permission. Thank you, Dan. But I think the hot dog toaster thing is absolutely the right way to go with your Patreon pot of gold. It would yes, make me really, <laughs> it would make me really happy to think that I had contributed to that. As long as you post a video of the two of you trying it out. Oh, we're on it. We cannot wait. Cannot wait. I'm already dreaming of like the nice snap of a toasted hot dog. Ugh. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like it. Hell yeah. Uh, our next legendary moment comes from Emma, another one of our patrons. Emma writes, hey, beautiful ladies, I'm doing this legendary moment early because although I've been watching and listening along, I haven't had time to submit legendary moments. College be like that. Mm-hmm. That is true. But here I am today. Hooray, we're so happy to have you, Emma. <clears throat> this episode, I haven't seen in a long time, but rewatching it, I realized Randy is so funny and such a great reoccurring character. So I want to give props to Will Forte for excellent line delivery. Mm-hmm. There were many legendary bits, but if I had to choose one, Randy struggling with an Australian accent saying that the koala bear's meat is delicious had me cackling. I feel so sorry for his poor soul, and I'm so happy <laughs> Barney helped him out in the end. Best, Emma. Yeah, he deserved a little win. I think that woman probably took his virginity, right? Oh, yeah. Seems like it, right? sure. He's a very 40-year-old virgin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Next up is Tish, who is one of our Almighty Five patrons. And Tish says, hey, ladies, my legendary moment is when Marshall contextualizes how long it's been for Stella. If someone did that now, the movie with the would be Dolphin Tale 2 and the Ebola Ebola scare of 2014. So if it was five years ago. (laughs) Dolphin Tale 2. I don't even remember that movie at all. Wow. I Um, barely remember it. Just because I knew my friend's friend was in the movie. What? Really? Yeah. He was from, um, he's from Berlin, Connecticut. He played the wounded uh, soldier in the first one. And then. In Dolphin Tale? Yeah. Why was there a wounded soldier? I don't know what dolphin tail is. I'm imagining. It's about a, t- a dolphin who has like a wounded tail and they, oh. this kid's like, is inspired by his cousin who's like wounded too and they get oh. like a prosthetic tail. Okay. Morgan Freeman's in it. I think Ashley Judd, because of course, always together. Always together. Um, anyway, um, so anyway. thank you for that contextualization, Tish. I understand that Ted's friends mean everything to him. I don't necessarily think he needed to share Stella's secret with them. Absolutely. If he did share the secret, he could have just been like, it's been a while and leave it at that. You're absolutely right. P.S. To answer your question from last time, I think the reason Sarah Chalk, or Stella, wasn't featured as much in the show is because she was also filming Scrubs at the same time. Um. Yeah, I think, uh, Tish, that might have been you that brought that up on Twitter or somebody else, but that makes sense. Yeah, the show's overlapped, which... It's hard to believe. So thanks, Tish. <laughs> oh, uh, Ashley Judd and Morgan Freeman are in Dolphin Tale. Wow. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> and Harry Connick Jr. All right. Anyway, our, I ain't random. Our next legendary moment comes from Susan, who writes, My legendary moment is simply Randy. Everything about those scenes, the actor's delivery is so spot on. Nice. All right, next up is Abha, and her favorite or her legendary moment is I watched, uh, she says, I watched Rebound Bro again, but I seem to not like it much. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I'm in the camp of it's fine, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, my legendary moment for this episode is Robin and Barney's conversation about why he's so desperate to get Randy laid. The nature of this conversation is like any conversation with a friend post-breakup, and I like that the writer put a different spin on it. Very true. It's a little like when Barney, when Barney and his brother are talking about um, monogamy, mm. but it kind of feels like gay marriage, right? Yeah. yeah. Same kind of feel. Jeff writes, my legendary moment is probably Lily's line. If I had to go even one year, I'd be out on the street selling it for a nickel. (laughs) Her delivery cracks me up every time. Me too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, I'd never notice all the stuff still piled in Barney's office. I assume since Ted broke up with him, broke up with him, uh, that he... (laughs) That he bought even more SkyMall stuff. Best, Jeff. P.S. Have you considered doing a legendary moment mug? I'm going to assume that's all sorts of trademarked. That's what I'm... Uh, my my thing that I, I'm trying Maybe. to avoid with our merch, Zazzle.com slash HeyBeautifulPod, is... <laughs> is the trademark stuff because we've already gotten banged a couple times, not for anything real. For fake. For for fake shit that isn't isn't trademarked at all. Um, so I have a feeling using legendary is probably not a it. good idea. I don't want to upset the powers that be because I love them very much. So, yes. so probably not. Maybe like ledge mo or something. We could get into, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll start. I'll, I'll start noodling on that. You know what I mean? I love it. Oh, maybe we could have like fan submissions. <gasps> Ooh, I like it. All right. <laughs> next up is Johnny, who is one of our Almighty Five patrons, and Johnny says, "Hey, beautiful ladies, it has been a while, but here is my ledge mo for the episode Rebound, bro." It has to be Randy, played by Will Forte. Every time he is in a scene, he brings it. There are too many good Randyisms to just pick one, so Randy is my legmo, Johnny. He's a great he's a great guest character. For sure. And our last legendary moment comes from Bobby. Bobby writes, Hello ladies. My legendary moment for this episode is just Randy's line reading of their meat is delicious. <laughs> Anytime someone around me talks about koalas, I say that line in that voice. <laughs> oh, Bobby, send us a recording. I would love to hear yeah. it. Let's just say people at work think I'm super weird. Although <laughs> that line and showing that clip to a girl at work got her hooked on the show. Hope you're both doing well. Aww. Well, maybe Did people ta- actually do the Randy on Instagram. No one wanted to do the Simon. Yeah, maybe people do the Randy. Their meat is delicious. <laughs> Send oh, me your terrifying. Randys. Tag us in your Randys, and I will share them on our Instagram story. Well, that's it. What's your uh, What's your legendary moment, Caitlin? Those green uh, tanks that Robin and Stella wore. The green? For sure. Yes, could not get enough. I think I agree with you. Yeah. That's like the thing that has like stood out like over time. Like I remember I remember Stella's satin green tank. Me top, too. Like forever. And I don't usually remember shit like that. You're right? always way better. Right? So I think it's the I think it's the green color story in this episode for sure. Yeah. Um, I agree. Randy was great. Will Forte was awesome. Hopefully we'll see him again. Um, even though he's sort of been set free to some degree. Um yep. but yeah, that's it. That was a, it was a fun episode. It was good to talk to you. Good to get real with you. That's all she wrote. Um, 
we got real last episode too. So thanks for, for listening to us as we share our, our true stories with y'all. We appreciate yeah. it. Um, so thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next time for Everything Must Go. Uh, so send your legendary moments to heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com. If you loved this recap, leave us an iTunes review. It's a cheap and free and easy way to support our show. You can also subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Spotify so you never miss a recap. And we hope you'll come back next episode. Because it's going to be legendary. Wait for it. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Gorton and Caitlin Turner. Our intro-outro music is by Owl All.